Ministry, I call this ministry. Um, every believer has been given a teaching and preaching ministry. You and I as believers um, have been given a preaching and teaching ministry. Remember I said again, once a man is caught dozing, <laughs> that man, everybody will suffer for the sin of that one man. So, be your brother's grave. Once a man is already feeling like dozing, if I just see your face, that your face is looking like <laughs> you want to doze. Ministry. No, not uh, men and women. You are men in Christ. For even thinking that way, Stand up. No, for her to think that way. Start, let us start. She, she was thinking that it is all, all men is women. All men is excluding women. In, and you have been listening to me. <laughs> and you, have, you, you were in the service where I thought, dear women. All right. Every believer has been given a what? A preaching and teaching ministry. Apostle Paul spoke about this ministry in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 to 20. Sit down. <laughs> the next person that will be a culprit will not escape. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, he says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So, look at in verse 18. It says, All things are of God, who have reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and has given us the what? Ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So you see, we've received the ministry of reconciliation. We have the word of reconciliation. Now look at it in verse 20. It says, Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. So why some believers love to quote verse 17 like, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, it's a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. They leave out the later verses. They leave out, we have the ministry of reconciliation. They leave out, we have the word of reconciliation. They leave out, we are ambassadors. They leave out those crucial details. And the responsibility to preach and teach the gospel remains unchanging. The responsibility to preach and teach the gospel remains unchanging. You see, in the book of Matthew, Jesus gave a specific mention of the responsibility. And that specific mention of the responsibility is to preach and teach. So the believer has the responsibility to do what? To preach and teach. You and I, we have the responsibility to preach and teach. And that's by the way of instruction. That's why they called it the Great Commission in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. It said, 
Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. It says, And Jesus came and said unto him, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in the heads. It says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always and even unto the end of the world. So, Jesus' first instruction was to go. Was to go. You have to go. You can't, we can't keep camping in church service and expect that we will grow and teach souls at all. We will get disciples. No, you have to go. So, that's why this evangelism or reaching the unsaved always happens when we step out. Evangelism and reaching the unsaved always happen when we step out. You have to obey the instruction and go. I think I'll just teach you, um, I, what did I tie to this? Ministry, right? Um, let's just leave it as that. I mean. Evangelism in its simplest form, takes, it means to take the gospel to the unsaved. One thing about evangelism is that you are taking the gospel to the unsaved man. You are preaching the fact of the gospel to the unsaved man. You are preaching his fact. Exactly how Jesus has asked us to announce it. There is a way Jesus wants us to spread his gospel. There is a way Jesus wants, to she- wants us to preach his gospel. As we keep studying, as the years goes by, I will teach you what, I will teach you how the writings and the scriptures were made. Why did the disciples hold on a bit before they wrote down things? We'll study all of those things later. There is a way Jesus wants his truth to be known. There is a way. So, evangelism means to go. You see in Mark 16, Mark 16 verse 15, and he said unto them, Go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be what? Shall be damned. So, the gospel is to be preached. And I've told you, the gospel is the good news. The good news. It is so called the good news because it announces to the unsaved what God has done in Christ for all humanity. It's a good news. I am telling the sinner, I am bringing a glad tidings to the sinner. I am telling the sinner what God has done freely in Christ. That's why we have materials like born again, internal life, power of the gospel. You know why, you know why those materials are selected to to be printed in, in written format. You know why? Because it is going to carry out the fact of the gospel in the sleepless manner. Imagine giving the, giving the, the sinner and telling the person, you can receive eternal life by you just believing the gospel. That's a good news, right? You can get born again by you receiving the gospel. That's good news. That's good news. So, the good news is announcing to the unsaved the sinner, what God has done freely in Christ for all humanity. And the fact of the gospel is in 1 Corinthians 15. 
First Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. First Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1 to 4. I want everybody to let's go to this place. First Corinthians 15, verse 1 to 4. Let's see the fact of the gospel. It says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I have preached unto you, which also ye have received, where ye stand. By which ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye are what? Believed in vain. He now says, For I delivered unto you first of all that which I, also, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, how that he was buried, and now that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That is the gospel. The gospel is the message of the death. Now, old, see, I, I, want to, I, I want us to put a peg somewhere and so that you will remember I said this in years to come. I am going to expand on these details as the year progresses. Are you getting what I'm saying? I am going to expand on this death, burial, and the resurrection. And I'm going to tell you more things. I'm going to tell you, okay, the gospel, the gospel we can expand the gospel further to this point. So we will now say, okay, the gospel is about the death, burial, and the resurrection of Christ, and also another thing. We are going to do that. I'm just putting that down. I'm putting this detail down for reference. Because as we are growing in God's word, we're going to progress so much, and we're going to see a lot of truth in God's word. I'm going to teach you how you teach the gospel, how you can stay fully on the Old Testament and just be teaching. I will teach you how you can just stay on the first five books of Moses, because that's the genesis of the, of the writing, and just teach. Because if you can understand the first five books of, the, of Moses, you have understood the scriptures. I'm going to teach you on all those, those things as, as the year progresses. So just hold on to this detail. I will expand on it soon. I will expand on, okay, what does this dead, burial, and resurrection mean? Is that all that it is to the gospel? We're going to see it as the year progresses. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we are in for a lifetime of study. <laughs> we are in for a lifetime of study. Don't worry. I'm here for you. That's what I was born to do. So, the gospel is the message of the death, the barrier, and the resurrection of Christ. It is the message of the death, the barrier, and the resurrection of Christ. I will expand to it for uh, in the years to come, and I will teach you something about the kingdom. And I will explain to you, the gospel is also about the kingdom. How God spoiled a war and made the triumph. Don't let me get there. Don't let me run faster than myself. But just hold on. I'm going to teach you how that it is a kingdom. Uh, all right. Any man anywhere who believes the message is saved. Any man who believes the message of the gospel is saved. I think I need to teach you the expanded version very soon. But hold, hold on to this. How long have I been teaching you that the gospel is a dead and Jerusalem? How many years now? I've been teaching you that for about four years, five years. And that's when you met me. <laughs> Five years. No, seven years now. 17. That's about six years, seven years now. Just saying the God, okay, we'll still expand on that. All right. This gospel is that message of reconciliation. This gospel is that message of reconciliation. This gospel is that message that you hear and you are saved. 
So a man believes the gospel and he is saved. The gospel is that message of reconciliation that Paul was talking about and said the word of reconciliation, it is the gospel. In that 2 Corinthians 5 verse 19, it is the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation to those that believe. I taught you this is the power of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation to those that believe. So our responsibility is that you must take the gospel to the whole world. Are you getting what I'm saying? Our responsibility is that we take the gospel to the whole world. All nations. All flesh. All flesh. We take the gospel to the whole world. The practicality of this is seen in Mark 16 verse 20. Let's look at Mark 16 verse 20. Let's see what the disciples did in Mark 16 verse 20. It says, And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord walking with them, and confirming the word with signs following. They went forth and preached where? Everywhere. The Lord walking with them and confirming the word with signs following. They preached everywhere. The word preach is translated from the word that means to announce. Preach means to announce. When I'm announcing something, what am I doing? I'm coming to tell you about it, right? It's just like saying, I'm announcing a program. I'm making you aware of it, right? That's what we are doing with the gospel. When we preach the gospel, we are announcing a message. We are announcing a person, ah, Jesus died. So what are we announcing? The death, right? The burial and the resurrection. It's like saying we are doing promo. 30, 30% clearance. How they do it? They say, um, what's the promo they will be doing now? July 4th. Uh, promo and uh, they will say 30% off every discount. Come and buy now. Why is your eyes red? <laughs> Remember, I said the minute a man is caught stealing, oh, it's raw. Okay, good. <laughs> Help this brother, <laughs> or else <laughs> the brother will lead you to your promised land. <laughs> Because we've not even started. Praise God. So, you, so we, the gospel, we announce the gospel. And what is the detail we announce? Face me, face me, face me back. Face me. We, we announce the gospel. What are we announce is not you I'm talking to. Her. We are, uh, face me. Where are, you, where are you turning to that other side? Is that, that we are teaching from? So, we announce the gospel. So, when you announce the gospel, you're announcing what? An event, right? How that Christ died, right? How that he was buried, and now that he rose again. That's what you are announcing. That's the message. And they went forth everywhere preaching it. So the norm is that once you are saved, you go preaching the good news to others. Now, let me tell you how it happens. It's like saying, you received... You know, if you go to... Let me give an example now. If you go to... Walmart today, and they give you and they give you July 4 promo, and they say because it is July 4, pick anything in the store. You know you will run home and come and tell me, ah, see oh, this is what is happening in Walmart now. They are giving everything. What they are just, what is going on is go to the store, pick anything free. Do you know you are going to announce it? Everybody is going to do. It. That is exactly what happens with the gospel. When a man is saved, the norm is that he should announce it. It's just the same thing with healing. When a man is healed, every, the man wants to just share it. 
You just want to go around telling me, ah, I was you do. Ah, this look at what happens to me. That's why you will notice there are things that happened in the scriptures, especially in the four gospels. Jesus will tell them, don't tell anybody yet, though. Don't tell anybody, hold on. Are you seeing it? Because it comes with the gospel. Preaching the gospel comes with you being saved. It is a norm. I love what, and I'm giving him the credit. I've been with Pastor Efe for so long, for some years now, and I'm saying it again, and I'm saying it on a tape, in, in such that there is nowhere we go to, the man is not ready to preach. I'm, it, and the thing gets so irritating sometimes, and I have to use the word irritating because you'll be just with you and you say, hold on, and he's talking to the person on the counter. I, I've not, I saw him do that in, when we went to Wisconsin, um, to is it Senly? I, I forgot where we went for. We, we went somewhere on my birthday where we went to pray for the sick. We went to do some missionary work. When we were trying to check in into the hotel, check in to the hotel. Simple. That's how all of us we just stood that we're just waiting. <laughs> because it was preaching. It was preaching to the person that was supposed to check us in. We went to the store one time when we were in Nigeria. We went to the store to grab stuff. In the, in the supermarket, and he just said, hold on, hold on. Even, even one of his children said, ah, that's pastor, everywhere, he's just going. We went to somewhere to say, hold on, ah. <laughs> I said, I told him, I said, sir, he's like, we're not working together again. <laughs> we can't even gist again. Every little thing, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you know, but it's a good example. I see that and I want to be like that. Honestly, I really want to. That's, that's an example for me to emulate that everywhere I go, I have to preach the gospel. I have to leave a mark. I, I just want to. It, it's so, that, that, I, I, why I can't forget it is because every, everywhere, if I go somewhere now, one of the first things that I thought to my mind is, ah, this person did not hear the gospel. I just remember Pastor Efe. He doesn't leave any man without the end of the gospel. With a joke, with any, he, he, he must say something. Whether he's joking, whether he's, he must just leave something and say, ah, this and that. And that has given him so much access. I noticed that. That has given him, he, he, he relates far and white, white, blacks, every, they, are, they are all following him. Do you know why? Because he's preaching. He's doing his work. That is how a believer should be. You should be eager to share the gospel. It comes with you getting saved. Now, the reason why you, don't, you are not like that is because some of you heard the wrong thing to get saved. That's the truth. You heard the wrong message to be saved. You just heard that Jesus was, Jesus, you just heard that Jesus saves people or probably they preach you motivational sources and they just say, if you want to be born again, come out and you go born again. And that's how you go. There's no conviction in your heart because you didn't hear the right thing. So that's why it's as though the fruit of which you emit of not sharing the gospel is not in you. I remember when I first got saved. He, Jesus, I was going, see, there was no way I was not trekking to to preach. I was just trekking, trekking, talking to people. And I was a very young boy. Preaching the gospel, just, have you heard this? Preaching in Yoruba, have you heard this? Have you heard that? Yoruba is the native language in Nigeria. Have you heard this? Have you heard that? 
because it comes with salvation. It comes with it. How of you, when you got born again, you just wanted, you were just sharing your, the gospel with people. How many of you? Just one? Two? Others, you probably had the wrong message when you got saved. That's what happened. But when you got saved, you just want to share the gospel. Because it's a fruit. Ah, Jesus has saved me. He, my, sin, my sins is forgiven. Imagine, that's why what you're learning now is to also help you to share the gospel. And so that when those people get saved, they know the right message and the right fruit is with them. Are you seeing it? Are you guys seeing it? Abraham, take off your cap. I need to be seeing you in the glory of his spirit. Hallelujah. So, my hands is moving to and fro, seeking whom I may devote. Because I'm actually looking for a culprit. I want us to go there. So if you, if you like, <laughs> fall short of this glory. <laughs> I'm, I'm really wanting us to go to that chariot to pray, to go and teach. So, when you preach the gospel, you are announcing the good news. So, this follows that upon receiving salvation, we ought to respond in obedience to this great commission. You and I ought to respond to the gospel in obedience. In Matthew 28, everybody, let's go to Matthew 28. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. It says, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Now, look at what he told them to do. Jesus mentioned teaching three times. Three times. Three times. Teaching them to observe what thing I've commanded you to do. He says, Go therefore and teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of Father, Son, and the Lord. Teaching them to observe what I do. I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Three times. As part of the Great Commission. And one of the first things he told them to is go and make disciples. Number one, go and make disciples. One of the first things Jesus told them, and that is for every believer, go and make what? Disciples. Number two, teaching them to observe. Number three, all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Number one, go and make disciples. Number two, teaching them to observe. Number three, all things whatsoever I have commanded you. The phrase go and teach in verse 19, where it says, go ye therefore and teach. Go and teach there, it means to go and make disciples. 
So your responsibility, look at how we started from. Let me backtrack a bit. Look at where we started from. When you are saved, remember, you, you already have the word of reconciliation. We started from 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, right? You have the message, you have been saved, you have the word of reconciliation. Now, when you have been saved, you have the responsibility to go and preach. That there is something that automatically comes upon you and that is an ability to go and teach. So, as a Christian, you have the responsibility to just go and preach the gospel. It is on you. And now you have to know the details and the fact of what you are preaching. You have to take off that thing. I'm not seeing you well. No man will go scot-free in this meeting. No, you're not taking it off very well. All right. Hallelujah. I'm not responding. Okay. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> it's a wise voice for me. Glory to God. <laughs> All right. Miss, so go and teach me. <laughs> go and teach me to make disciples. Make disciples. And now, making disciples describe the process of training people to become students. Making disciples means you are training people to become students. Who are students? Students are those who are learning. Making people to become students. The emphasis of the gospel is therefore not only for you to believe and be saved. No, that's not just the emphasis of the gospel. Oh, you just believe you are saved. No. It also extends to being trained. So, the person you preach to, you want to train the person. Like you are here this night, this is about 2 a.m., listening to God's word. What do you think that is? Training. Are you seeing that? That's training. That's training. You could have been doing something else in your house, but you are here listening to God's word. That's training. So, the emphasis of the gospel is not just only for you to believe and be saved, it also extends to you being trained. So, this means that you become students. What are you doing now? You are students of the gospel. You are a student. You are a learner. A pupil. A pupil of the message at which you were being saved. So, what, you, do you know what? You know, I've always taught you something. That you, you keep learning backwards. It's like Chemaka is about to put you people in trouble. It's like you, you are learning backwards. So, Every man is learning from, is learning what has happened to him. Remember, how many of you have heard me say those things? Everybody has, you are learning what happened to you at salvation. So you are being a disciple, being a pupil of the message at which you got saved. So what are you going to be teaching the disciples you raise? The same message you are being taught. Are you seeing it? That's what you're going to be teaching them. The same message. The same truth. 
You are making them a student, right? A learner, a pupil of the message at which they are being saved. The gospel. And you know the beauty about it is they are not going to hear a false information. They're not going to... And you know, that's the beauty. Because you are harmed with the message. They are not going to hear a false information. They're not they're going to hear something wrong. They're not going to hear success motivation and say, oh, now do you believe the gospel? No. They're not going to hear hey, how, to, how to make it in life. And after you have to make it in life, then I say, if you want to be saved, one of the ways to make it in life is you want to be saved. <laughs> they just sprinkle salvation here and there for you. If you want to be saved, now come out and believe the gospel. No. So, the person is now a learner, a pupil of the message at which he is being saved, the gospel. So this infers that the Great Commission is in twofold. The Great Commission is in twofold. Now, what is, it, what is, what is the first one? Go and preach to the unsaved. That's number one. So Jesus gave us a Great Commission, right? Yes, right? Matthew 28, right? Yes, now, it's in twofold. What is it, number one? Go and preach to the unsaved. So now, one responsibility you know in your heart is that you have a ministry to the unsaved man. How many of you know that? How many of you know that? Ah, if you are not responsible. How many of you know that? All right. You have a ministry to the unsaved man. Number two, you have, you go and teach the saved unto maturity. You go and teach the saved unto maturity. I'll say it again. Number one, go and preach to the unsaved. Number two, go and teach the unsaved unto maturity. That's why I always tell you, don't assume in your house churches that a man is saved. Don't assume. He might never have heard the gospel. I like your therapy. You're doing a good job. Putting pepper in your eye. That's cool. Hallelujah. My eyes is counting, looking for a corporate that will make us go to the wilderness to learn the world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So never assume that the man is saved. Never assume. Never. So, you are preaching to the unsaved and your responsibility is also to preach to the man who has been saved. You have the responsibility to teach him unto maturity. That's your responsibility. Preaching and teaching is the focus of the Great Commission. You have to preach. So, you see, you preach, right? You announce, right? So. Now, are you, are you saying something? Preaching means, what does I say preaching means? Check your note. Announcing, right? Yes, so, when, when, what, so, can we safely say, to the unsaved man, we preach, right? Yes. To the saved man, we what? We, we teach. teach. Are you seeing it? Yes, are you seeing it? Yes, the unsaved man, we go and announce the message to him. The saved man, we start teaching him what the message is now entailing. Are you seeing it? Yes. Is it making sense? That's what we do. When you go, you just spend like five minutes and say, have you heard Jesus? This and that and that. The gospel is about the dead buried. Some of you have your own catchphrase. Some of you have all of those things. What did you just do? You just announced the gospel to the person. The person buys the thing. It's just like saying you want to sell a product. 
to somebody, ah, this iPhone, I love iPhone, so I will do their promo free. <laughs> this iPhone is the, I mean, iPhone 14 is coming, men and brethren. Men and brethren, they want to kill me, but I will not be tempted. Amen. Hallelujah. God. They said, now this new iPhone or this new iOS, they can now delete a message on, I, on iMessage. I think they can flip this, this new one they are bringing out. It's not this one. They, I, I, they brought out the things at one time of flipping. That they will be doing a flip. It's fake people have it. Apple cannot do that. Apple cannot do flipping. Ah, they should not go and do it too because that's the day I may deport. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I love Apple products. I, if, it is, if Apple do a car tomorrow, I will likely buy it. <laughs> I love Apple. <laughs> I love Apple like that. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's that way. I'm in my head now, I'm thinking in my head that I want to buy an Apple TV that stick so that I can know that everything about me is Apple and I'm not using any other brand again. I love Apple. It's your choice. It's, it's my life. That's what I like. Samsung. Eh? Oh, <laughs> is there any Samsung guy in this, yeah. in this church? You want to upgrade to Samsung? Ah, you will upgrade and leave this church. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> All right. It's like saying you are going back to John too. You are going back. You are going back to Egypt. Egypt. I'm sorry to all the astrologers that so that we hear to this message. Sorry. All right. Preaching and teaching is the focus of the Great Commission. It is. So it is important for us to carefully observe the heart of giving a detailed account of the souls that are saved when we go and preach. So, you, know, you know why I, give, why I tell you people, submit your reports, uh, outreach reports? It's so that we can give a detailed account. Okay, how many were saved too? Now, the essence of that is, you know, sometimes I ask you, did this person give you your number? Is this person a prospect? We use the word prospect. Very soon, we'll, we'll change the terminology, but for now, we are, we are still accommodating in the law of God's accommodation. We are still, we are still joining. I don't, that word prospect, prospect, two prospects, two prospects. Uh, let's just accommodate it for now. We, we very soon, would would destabilize that terminology and we'll move to the proper terminology. I like this brother. <laughs> He's doing God's work. All right. So, do you know why we do all of those details? Because we, we, we cherish lives. And we are, we, are, we are deliberate at what we are doing. I'm trying to explain to you our culture a bit. We are deliberate at what we are doing. We want men saved. I don't know about you, but I do. I want men saved. That's, if you cut my heart still tomorrow, what you will find there is how we are going to reach the nations. That's what I'm praying about. That's what I'm thinking. That's what is on my mind. How we are going to reach more men. Men in different languages. Men in Spanish. How we are going to enter a city like Mexico. That's what is on my mind. How we are going to, Canada is just at our backyard. How we are going to get into Canada. That's what is on my mind. How we are going to enter, flood the entire New York City. That's what is on my mind. So we are deliberate at what we are doing. So when we say number of souls reached, we know the number. Number of souls saved, we know the number. You know why? 
Now, from that seed, we want to be able to follow up on that person and explain and make that person a student. That's our work. So, look at in Acts 2 verse 41. Acts 2 verse 41. To tell you that these guys were detailed too. Look at Acts 2 verse 41. These people were so detailed. Acts 2 verse 41. They, then they that gladly received the word were baptized, and the same day were added unto them about what? 3,000 men. They knew the, they counted it. That's details. They didn't say because they were too much. See, guys, listen to me. If we can't count five people that get saved, we will not be able to count millions. Too. So get, let this register at the back of your mind that for the rest of your life, you'll be submitting outreach reports because we have to be accounting for the souls that we are, we are getting saved. Look at these guys. In Acts 2, in the, they, count, they knew the people that were saved. So that gives, that, now, Peter, who is their pastor now, who is their leader now, is going to give Peter a responsibility that now we want to train who? 3,000 men. That's a detail. So you need to, so as you are growing as a minister of the gospel, I hope people are listening to me. Hope, no, hope I've not lost any of you. I, I'm ready to re-explain anything. If, if, if you don't understand anything, just raise your prayer and say, say it again. I will do it. That's why I'm here. Are you getting what I'm saying? See, I'm taking my time to explain these things gradually. I plan to do that, to just take my time, explain these things. So, as a minister, be very organized. Know your mission. Are you getting me? Know how many people you got saved and know your target. You know your target is that you want to make them students, right? You want to make them disciples. You want to teach them. Know your target. So as you are getting them saved, let's, let's use our, our word, and you are seeing that this one is a prospect. Now, you know their number. Now, if I call you down and say, you, how many prospects do you have now? Can you give me an exact number? I've done it for some of you. I've texted some of you and I say, we have this person, this person, this person. How many of you have I done it for? I texted you and I say, how many? I say, I've done it for you before. Who again have I done it for? I've done it for you. Have I done it for you? I've done it for you. I'll give you the number so that you can be organized. You move and say, these are my targets. These are the people I'm going after. Are you getting what I'm saying? You, you have to know what you are doing. It aids your discipleship. So you know how many how you have to pray about this person. You know how you have to follow up about this person. You know the kind of teaching you have to do, you have to do this person. I'm going to, I'm going to address that very soon when we get to follow up and discipleship. We're going to get there. We're just in the preamble. I've not even gotten to discipleship. We are still in the preamble. Now, so they accounted for the detail. Look at another instance in Acts 4, verse 4. That indicated to them that a count was done. So as you go on outreach, that's why I tell you, send me the, be counting them. No, okay, one, I've, count, I've reached this person. This person is saying one, I've reached this person. This person is saying two. Are you seeing it? Okay, I have to work responsibility. If you know you cannot undo the three at once, split it. 
Quickly know. See, don't, don't do what you cannot. If you know that texting 10 people, you can't do it. Don't give somebody that does not have. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Don't go and get yourself too much involved. If you, that's why we are here. We will all do this work together. We're going to be busy in the next coming days. Are you getting me? As we are going to be seeing results, we're going to be busy. We are going to be so busy by the power of God's Spirit. Hallelujah. We'll be handling lives. We'll be so busy with life. As we are finishing work, we'll be go- the next thing we are going to is going to, before we come for a church prayer meeting, we'll have gone to like four different places for follow-up. Four different messages we have taught. Ah, we are going to be busy, bread. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. We are going to. I'm saying it by the Spirit of God, though. I'm, I'm actually serious. We are going to be busy. So that's why I'm, I'm preparing your hearts to the coming days. So a count was done. They knew the number. Look at in Acts 4 verse 4. Albeit many of them which heard the word believe. And the number of the men was about what? 5,000. They counted this number again. So they were like, okay, Peter, now your own responsibility is take 100. Oh yeah, James, take another 100. Oh yeah, James, there. You're only just to be teaching them. They knew what they were doing. So, as you are growing in the Lord, growing in your discipleship, what are you doing? You, are, you know what you are doing, right? Yes. Now you are seeing your focus, right? You have to count them. So, remember, this teaching is to give you a fresh and new. Some of you, you can go and delete some of those numbers you have not texted. Delete them. And leave it to those who is responding to you. Are you getting, we are, the Lord told us it's a fresh and we are starting again. Are you getting what I'm saying? Delete them and let's focus now. So the next people you are going to reach out to, you know what you are going to do. Are you getting me now? Are you getting me? So that you don't overwhelm yourself with, ah, how this person, I have too many people. How many people have responded to your text message? And we're going to, we're going to soon stop this text message of a team. Don't worry, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. That's why we are in this meeting today. We'll get there. So, in both instances, people who got saved were counted. Their details were probably collected too. They knew their details. Their details in our today's day might mean phone number, um, where's your house address, okay, are you, what, where do you stay, where's your Subi? You know, are you in Subi? Are you, <laughs> Subi is just, Subi is just, is it Subi or Sweetby? <laughs> or Subi? Subi? Is sweet bee now or you possess a subi? <laughs> subi? Oh! Sorry, you. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> All right. So, there are details. You understand? Assalamu alaikum. Uh-uh. <laughs> Twilight, brother. Allah. <laughs> he said it in the intonation. <laughs> we are going to get to his, to, his, to his journey very soon. Because that's what they did. In, their, in, in, that, in those religions, they are strong on discipleship. Hope you know. Ah. In my house in Nigeria, there is, in our estate, I don't know if you guys observe it, 
before you get to our second gate, do you notice that there was one, one discipleship place that they used to mentor them? Ah! They teach them morning to night. I, I just walk past there every day. I'm like, ah! This type of person, you don't want to come and preach Jesus to this person. At, and, do, and they are young. How will the person believe? You have to pray. Oh, the second Corinthians 4 3 prayer. <laughs> because the, the indo, it's indoctrination. And that's how a believer should be. You should be indoctrinated too. You shouldn't be the one of us. I believe in tongues today. I not believe tomorrow. No, I'm just I'm not trying to make sense of you, no. <laughs> so it's, it should be that way. Back to what I'm saying, we'll get there. Mm. So, their details were collected. So, as you are going on outreaches, you have limited yourself so much to numbers. Do you know you can actually ask, where, where do you stay? Can I come and say hello? You have limited yourself so much to numbers. Can you give me your number? Can you give me your number? No. You have to be deliberate though. I don't know about you, but we have to be very radical. You can ask the person, where do you stay? I, I, will, lo- I will love me and my friends. We want to go come say hello. When of the days we are free. Give me your, can you give me your address? Boom. We have packed the person. Teach the person gospel. Go to the person's house. Bible says from house to house. So probably there are some people that know how to give their own details. They say we are coming to our fellowship in your house. <laughs> Very soon we have church meetings in some people's house. We don't say, ah, everybody, let's go to sister this house. <laughs> so their details were collected. So that's why. Oh, I've not sent you. How is your outreach report like? Um total save, total reach, number of discipleship raised a week. The number, number, did I, are there details, phone number, all those? Is, yes. There is, right? Let, let me, can you, can you show me a pattern? Let me see. It's to show you, I, I'm giving you a template of how we are going to be doing things in future. That's why I, that's why I gave you those, those, those templates. Numbers, is this person in membership class? When we get, when we start doing membership class, you, 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 you will know all of those things. See, we do, we do, total disciples, rate, details of disciples. Let it include their full name, their number, and what? Address. It's on your disciple. It's on your, it's on your report. But we've just limited ourselves. Give me your phone number. Text me. Ask the person, where do you stay? Many of these people will not have run away if you could only ask them where they stay. Imagine you know the exact, give me the exactness. Let me follow you. Let's go. Can I help you? Can I get you juice? Orange. Buy me $15 orange. Let's go home. And say hello. From the hello, hi, do you believe the gospel again? Let's start from where we stopped. <laughs> Jesus died, right? You, you believe that day, that time. All right. Now, let's see why he died. You, you can continue. Discipleship has started. You start when is a man saved? Born again. Internal. Now we already have printed material. That you can say, okay, let's let's study from this material. Are you saying this material can be your follow-up? Oh, do you know? We finish born again. Let's read it. Let's read. It. You know, you can read it with the person and say, 
uh, born again this do you understand now i will ask you question next week oh. i will ask you question next week oh. what is born again person will give you boom then you take the next one internal life let's read again you know but you know instead of saying uh, listen to this message listen, they may not want to listen we already have not, we now have alternatives are you seeing it we have to be deliberate are you getting me? We have to. So it's not just in, in it's not like the person you reached out today to now. You could have collected a number. You could have collected a house address. Can we come and see hello and check whether you are really healed tomorrow so that we can repray again? You know, you can that's a way. That's a way to get it. You can just say, we, we just want to follow up on you more and see. So just in case tomorrow anything happens, we can pray again. Boom. Oh yeah. Let no man escape. <laughs> Let no man <laughs> escape the power of God. And boom. So if they not respond to your text message, you show up on their door knocking. Go, 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 we have come. Or you see, and they know we see that at the door. <laughs> you know, oh, it's you that get tired. You pack everything, you get, see. <laughs> you get ready. You take up your laptop, do everything, you just go and sit at the door. <laughs> I'll just say, um, you basically will come and say, ah, this person not leave. What is this person's problem? You, know, you go back again the next day. Go, go, go. I've come again. Person look at you from the, from the window and just say, ah, this person again. Why? If person see you at least one week, person will open the door and say, ah, I'm so sorry. But come inside. Why you? Why? Ah, you know, the, it's this gospel. I just want you to be saved. I want you to understand this gospel. Please, I'm so sorry I'm disturbing you. Ah, come inside, come inside. Do you want food? No, I don't want food. I know some of you will say, ah, give me the food, give me. <laughs> you know how I mean? you know much I've struggled? <laughs> Just joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> so, their details must have been collected. Every soul is important to the Savior. Every soul is important to the Savior. Every soul is important to the Savior. Every soul. So, every believer, and if it is important to the Savior, it, the soul should be important to the preacher also. As a preacher, that soul you got saved, it should be important to you. Don't just leave them and just go leave them. It's just like what Jesus said. They are moving like sheep with, scattered abroad with no shepherd. No. They, look at how many people you've gotten say you just left them alone. Nothing. Uh-uh. They could have been discipled. If you press for that, please, let me follow. I need to teach you what, what, I need to really follow up on you. You don't have to mention the word follow up, but I just need to explain more to you what you just believe. You know, press more. And you know you have the wisdom of God's spirit. Say, I have the wisdom of God. I have the wisdom of God. You have it. You have it. You know, in coming days, we are going to be doing door knocking to preach so that we will know the house of the person of the person that God saved. We used to do it many years ago, if you remember, uh, when we were in Kenya, in Indiana. We used to go and knock on the door every Saturday morning. We were going to different apartments. You are the used to follow us there. Uh, you've not joined then. She has not joined them. She has not joined. So every believer, therefore, I like this. 
<laughs> Everybody, but I'm really scouting for a corporate. Why is nobody falling short? Hebrews <laughs> say because I'll be saved. <laughs> Every believer, therefore, ought to make a habit of preaching the gospel with the great commission in view. Now, what that tell you the great commission is now? Twofold, right? Yes, preach, go and preach the gospel to the unsaved, right? Yes, and go and teach the saved unto maturity. So, you must preach the gospel with the great commission in view, with those two four things in the way. Okay, I will save this person, and when I save this person, I have another responsibility. Are you seeing it? Yes, That's how it is. You know, those people that are receptive to you now, those disciples that are receptive to you, that you don't even have their details, you don't have their contacts, you don't know where they live, do you know this is a good opportunity to quickly get there and know where they live? Quickly go and say, we are coming to do fellowship in your house. Just so that in case they decide not to pick your call, again, let no man escape. You go back to their house, brother. Uh -uh. You know, you can go to their house on Sunday morning and go and wake them up. Brother, it's time for church. Wake up. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> so, Pop, we're about to finish an abonniki somewhere. <laughs> They've rubbed it and rubbed it and rubbed it. <laughs> I rubbed it and it has not worked. <laughs> so, when you see Uticos further and died, <laughs> you. You will tell it because I do not blame you, brother. When you meet him in heaven, you say, I do not really blame you. <laughs> when you meet him on the last day, you know, you recognize him, you say, Brother Uticos. <laughs> you have to have his experience. You're a Christian. I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine horse not trying to have the experience of those in the book of Acts. I can't imagine. So when we're in heaven, when some people are talking, imagine some people in the same community are talking, some people in the final assembly are talking, so we, we are just looking like, Eh? <laughs> wow. So all of these things will happen in the body of Christ. Wow. And we don't have any experience to share. Uticos is telling you, ha, Paul taught me I fed that I died. You, you don't have experience of, ah, I put a boniki in my eyes, it did not work. <laughs> you have to have your experience. My pastor is to teach, my pastor will teach us 10 hours. Everybody will sleep, wake up, and he will see me teach. And he's ready for, and he's ready He's, he's looking glorified every hour. Instead of him to be getting tired, you that you are being received, that you are receiving the word. <laughs> you are the one tired. And he's just getting fresher. And you finish the dinner, and you still come back again for a nice session and continue again. Ha! Agba. <laughs> I give him the glory. So, Every believer ought to have the Great Commission in view. You have to. So, with this in mind, taking records and details will flow naturally. When you take records, okay, I reached two persons today. One person got saved. Do you have the details of the person? Okay, you have the phone number, yes. You have the Gmail, yes. Do you have the address? Do you have more details? Where can I find you next? Can we meet in this same exact location tomorrow? When are you free? 
okay, you don't want me to come to your house. Okay, can we meet in this same Walmart, this same spot? I'll be waiting for you in this same eye. Number f- <laughs> juice eye. <laughs> I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Can you, will you be able to make it? All right. We just spend 10 minutes or 20 minutes. We just read through the word. You know, we already have a, a, an easy material for us. <laughs> Help yourself. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? So, taking records, taking details will flow naturally because even though the work begins with evangelism, the work doesn't end there. Evangelism is just the start. Are you getting what I'm saying? The work begins with evangelism, but it doesn't end there. Are you seeing it? It doesn't end there. So, furthermore, taking records in the book of Acts, look, document the norm where this same man began to gather regularly. From Acts 2, the, you see, the people that were saved, they, got, they started gathering regularly. Look at Acts 2, verse 41 to 42. Acts 2, verse 41 to 42. Acts 2, verse 41 to 42. It says, Then they that gladly received the word were baptized. And the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship under the breaking of bread, and in prayers. They continued daily. Look at Acts 4, verse 23. So there was follow-up. There was continuity. Look at Acts 4, verse 23. Acts 4, verse 23. Acts 4, verse 23. It says, and they being let go, went to their own company and reported of all that the shipwrights and elders and said to them, they have now become a family. They are now church members. At 5, verse 11. At 5, 11. At 5, 11. And great care came upon all the church. And upon many that have heard these things. Look at in verse 14 also. And the believers were more added to the Lord. Multitudes, both men and women. They let you know that there were still more people adding to them. Men and women. Look at verse 41 to 42 in that same Acts 5. They were gathering daily. Acts 5 verse 42. And they departed from the presence of the Lord. The presence of the council, rejoicing that they counted worthy to be suffered for the name of the shame, and daily in the temple and in every house. Wow. Every house. They ceased not to teach and do what? Preach in, the, in Jesus' name. They, see, they were gathering daily. Meeting people daily. So, one thing is you must create time. You can't have a too busy schedule, too much busy schedule if you really want to do the work of ministry. You really can't. You have to create time. Go to work, go to school, but create time. Don't do like five different things at a time. You will not have time for ministry. You won't. Don't be doing like seven things. You are going to school, you are working five jobs, and you expect that you will raise disciples. It's not possible. You can't work three jobs. As you are finishing morning shift, you are entering afternoon shift. As you are finishing, you are entering night shift. Where is the time? What time will you have to raise disciples? You can't raise disciples. You can't even go and preach. So, walk around your schedule. 
as you are doing things, um, growing, you're making money, you're doing all of those things. That's why you must be contented too because you have to reach disciples. Get to the peak of your career, get to everything, but create time. Are you seeing it? Create time. What you don't create time for, it means you don't cherish it. Are you seeing it? What you don't create time, you don't cherish it, you don't value it. So they gathered daily. So in essence, every time we preach the gospel, discipleship ought to always be in view. Discipleship ought to always be in view. Our approach to evangelism must not be passive. So are you seeing that? Going out on evangelism is a spiritual work. Are you seeing it? It takes more effort than you see it. Oh, I just want to go and preach the gospel. No. You see, that's why earlier today, earlier yesterday, before we went out, we spent a number of hours praying, right? Well, that's what we did. Because we want to go and raise and harvest souls. We want to go and raise disciples. We spent a number of time praying. So you must not take it passively. I even told you, I said, if you are planning to go, you can go, you can do vigils. Spend time. Those are, let's just pray. Let's fast. We are going out today. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it, you can't be passive. It's not a touch and go approach where people just preach and you never disciple them. No, it's not a touch and go. Just hear the gospel go, go, and, and leave. No. You've wasted, you are, we are wasting too many souls. Imagine all the people that are saved now, we are discipling them. Just now, imagine. You know how much we record every week of people who are saved? Imagine those souls are being discipled. You know, this, seat, this, this auditorium won't be enough for us with the amount of those souls we get saved every week. So, a deliberate discipleship plan ought to be created for every soul one. Now, I want you to ask yourself, what's your plan? How do you intend? If you don't have a plan, you cannot move forward. Now, before I end this section, because we're going to go into the next section, I, I want to break out this, uh, this teaching so that when you want to listen to it, it's not too long for you to listen to. So you're not going to say, ah, it's too long, it's too long, it's too long, I don't want to hear it again. No, I'll, I'll break it down purposely with that. Then we'll start another session again. So when you want to pick it up and release it, you can release it in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> because I know you, so you used to run away from long, long message. I know you, but don't worry. The love of God in my heart will not make it long. See this one. Lazy rat. Now, a deliberate discipleship ought to be created for every soul one. Now, I want you to sit down as you are. Ask yourself, what's the plan? When I get somebody saved tomorrow now, what's the plan? What is my plan for that person? Answer that question. What's my plan? Okay, would I create time for this person? Would I be ready to meet up with this person? Would I push for that to want to inquire to go to the person's house? Would I push further for further details just so that I would, I, would just, I would just not lose this person? I don't know about you, but I don't want us to be losing all these souls that are saved again. Except the person is going to Antarctica tomorrow. But as far as the person is still going, is still going to be in the United States, ah, we should 
Even if the person is not going to be in Rochester, we should have a plan. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. We should. We are not going to lose them. Okay, you got saved. All right, we're going to be teaching. We have a lot of materials we'll be sending to you. We'll be, we'll, you know, I, I told you this some years ago. I told you we'll be writing newsletters, right? Did I not tell you? I told you that, right? We'll be write, having some newsletters. We'll be sending it to people. We'll be sending gospel to people. We'll send us your email. We'll send you every week newsletters. Read it. Give us, give, give me. We'll be sending. We have a lot of materials you can listen to. Okay, let me add you to Google. You can quickly add the person to the Google immediately. If you know the person is traveling, let me the person say, oh, I just met the person. Oh, I just came to Rochester briefly for a holiday. I'm going back tomorrow. Okay, can I add you to Google? Listen to this message. I will call you tomorrow. Where is your house address? Give me your house address so I will send you some materials. You don't be sending the person materials. Don't be sending it to the person's email. You have to be deliberate. Are you seeing it? Are you guys seeing it? So what's your plan? You know, the Holy Ghost can give you ideas. How many of you know that? What's your plan? This is why we document the details of every soul to aid the continuity of discipleship apple. We are not just documenting them so that we know. The essence of the documentation, okay, you are submitting your outreach report, is so that we can aid our discipleship efforts. So, this discipleship will be achieved consistently by follow-up. It will be achieved consistently by follow-up. We should naturally lead to grafting the saved person into, gathering, into the gathering of the believer. So, what we are doing is we are brooding the person into the gathering of believers. Don't you want more people to be with you? This is 3 a.m. now. Don't you want more people to be with you 3 a.m. and be feeding, feeding on the word with you like this? At least, if not for anything, at least for punishment's sake. <laughs> just joking. I'm just joking. Don't you want that? You want that. <laughs> I'm sure you're you are writing, Kim. So, the essence of those things, I'm, I'm actually impressed that Favor did not. Favor is, ah, ah. You really mean this teaching, right? You, you, you have desires about this teaching. <laughs> because you, you, are not, you are not even blinking. It's you that I've been looking for to catch, but you have been disappointed me since. And I'm finishing this session and I'll be looking at you. <laughs> You'll be taking note of the lining, doing, doing three biros at once. Ah. I'm like, ah, ah, what is going on? That's good. Anyway, so we are, we are brooding the person so that the person will be in the garden of the local church. We are. So, you know, if somebody is traveling and the person is saved, imagine you are following, I mean, I, I, I'm not a party to online follow-up. I'm really not a party to it. I'm really not a party to it. But do you know, that person you get saved because he, he can preach the gospel. Do you know he can go and preach the gospel to somebody and boom, that's two people you already have in that state that you are following up on. He preaches, you'll be giving them assignment, giving them responsibility. Are you seeing it? You're giving them responsibility. Do this, do that, do that. Oh yeah, now you guys gather together. I will tell you what to do. Pray, listen to this teaching, do this and that. And you know, a, a ministry has started there. They will start doing the same thing and carrying out the same activity. 
That's discipleship. You are following up, but then they are giving you reports, telling you, okay, we prayed so, so, so amount of hours, we did this and that. That's it. And they started a local church, a gathering together. So the person is not isolated again. Are you, see, are you seeing that? So we have to be deliberate with discipleship. We have to. We have to. So what's your plan? As I round up this session, what's your plan? The essence of the submit your report, submit your is not so that we'll just be collating them for collating sake. It's so that you as a person, you can tell yourself. You know, some of you, I call you. Did you follow up on this? I mean, for, I, I, it's not even me. I do it for everybody, right? I call someone. Did, did you follow up on this person? Have you called? That's what tell you. It is on my heart. Have you checked up on this person? What is this person saying? When last did you reach this person? So if I just call you out of the blues, have you, called, have you spoken to this person today? You have to be deliberate. This is why we lose people. You don't even know where they live. Some of them have followed you to service before. The fact that somebody can follow you to service before means they can actually give you their house address. But because you don't care, you just want the person to be in church so that you, you meet target. No, it's not just, do you really care about their lives? This is souls. Do you care about these people? Are you praying for them? Are you checking up to see that they are well-fed, they are okay, they are mentally good? You know, some of you, I call you, have you gotten a job? Have you, is everything okay with you? What's the, I, I make sure that thing, that's discipleship. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's discipleship. We're going to see much of that in the next section. So we'll take a five minutes break and we'll resume back in the, in the next section.